Friday morning, Senator Susan McDonald joins us this morning um, off the back of um, what has been a very hectic week in the political landscape. Senator, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, terrific to talk to you, as always, Ben. Uh, on, a, on a Friday, uh, International Women in Ag Day this week, Josie Angus was the guest speaker. She is iconic in the footprint of agriculture here in Queensland and Australia. A special day. Oh, look, Josie always speaks so well. She's um, she's passionate. She's you know living living what she speaks. She's not one of those people who just talks the high ideals. She's actually living every step of what she says. And yesterday, she talked about family farming and family operations, about government regulation and how difficult it made it when it's about processes for big corporates and not outcomes based, which is you know what a family operation is. Is good at, um, but you know, most importantly, she just talked about why, why for her and her family, uh, this is the industry that they know, they love, they've given their lives to, and it was great to have three of their four children there, um, and and uh, two siblings. So you know, it was a it was a terrific, a terrific family day. But you no, know, Josie also made the point that it was 1994 before women could legally put farmer on their census declaration or their passport. You know, when they left the country, arrived back. Before that, they had to put home duties, and uh, I remember my mother doing that. And you know, it's it's a you know to look back. That's not very long ago, is it? Nineteen ninety four. But anyway, it was a great celebration, and Josie is you know a real industry leader. And you know, I was I was very pleased to be there. Yeah, and um, she obviously um, with with the rural press press club. It's a pretty special. Um, pretty special kind of uh, industry and to have Josie talk and, and obviously there's a lot of women involved, yourself included, who are passionate about it. There has been certainly a, a changing of the guard and rightly so, we had to adapt and it it seems that yourself and the Josie Angus's have been groundbreaking in this. Well, look, I think the reason why we talk about uh, bringing more women in, it's why we talk about diversity of views, is you get better outcomes. You know, it's a, and, and exactly like Josie said, you know, if you think about the outcome you want, you want to make the best decisions you can, whether it be for your business, your organisation, your country. And that means having different people around the table who come at things from slightly different different perspectives. And when you do that, you get better decisions, better outcomes, and uh, you bring more people along on the journey. So, you know, it, but it has, the world has changed a bit. And, you know, I'm delighted, of course, because I'm very proud of the the industry and the people that I speak for in, in Canberra. And, um, you know, very, it's an incredible privilege to be able to do that. And, and uh, so, yeah, to have that opportunity is terrific. But, yeah, there were a lot of women in the room yesterday who are leading the uh, industry or regional sector in one way or another and, um, and, uh, and a lot of great men as well. So, yeah, Rural Press Club always brings together. It certainly does. Um, yeah, great group of people. Um, Susan, I've been shocked in the last three days, and and I, and it's it's interesting that this is something I want to talk to you about. The Australian captain coming out and being very very critical of their major sponsor. You've also got a situation where the women's netball, uh, the diamonds were on their knees, and you had Gina Reinhart come out and to the to the point of fifteen million to have her tag put on, her brand put on the dress, yet we've got pushback from athletes. We've got this furor about whether or not they could be involved in sponsorship, which I think is absolutely disgusting, to be honest with you. I understand that there's been past wrongs, 
But the fact that we've got athletes now starting to dictate who and what can't sport, to me, highlights where we are going as a nation and it needs to stop real quick. Well, I think it is the most weird uh, virtue signalling I've ever heard of because, you know, I know in regional Australia there are mums and dads taking off kids to sport, uh, driving big kilometres or even if it's just down to their local footy or, or netball court and they would give a right arm and leg for the sort of uh, financial support uh, that those two um, organised sports that you've already named have got. But for four decades, Gina Reinhart has very quietly given to uh, hockey, to synchronise swimming. swimming. Dawn yeah. Fraser called her the secret weapon of of, uh, of swimming success. Um, she she uh, donates to the um, to the rowers. And now this $15 million to, to netball, uh, they lost $7 million during COVID. They've got a $4 million debt. Uh, we all know how hard it is to fundraise for philanthropy. And, you know, she, she just quietly put her money where her mouth is. She's an iron ore miner. Uh, you know, if what you've got in your hand isn't made of steel, it was made in a factory made of steel. There is nothing, no more critical mineral to the way we live. And yet, you know, somehow somebody's decided that they're too good for iron ore, uh, for gas, that the only firming mechanism that we have for energy currently. Um, you know, so we, we now have moved to this world where iron, uh, coal, oil and gas are, are no good. Are, are, you know, people are too good for it. And yet they are the very things that keep over $40 billion of royalties and company taxes and PAYG taxes from high-paid salaries coming into our nation's coffers. Uh, they pay for lots of community halls and uh, events. Um, they, uh, you know, no, oh, it's been disgusting how it's gone. It's been disgusting how it's gone on, Senator. Um, there is a budget coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, are you concerned? I am concerned, Ben, because. You know, I've heard uh, a lot of um, leading comments from the Treasurer and from others. Um, you know, the worst one, I think, is that uh, that we've, we've left them with a trillion dollars of debt. That's, that's not right. Uh, it's not accurate. Um, and, in fact, Australia was one of the only nine countries of the world uh, to be assessed as having a AAA credit rating by credit agencies, the lowest interest rates, the lowest unemployment rates, and an economy that sprang back so quickly after closures that we had started having budget surpluses each month from last November. You know, that is not an economy that's not recovering, that's not structurally sound. Uh, but Labor has been softening the, the nation up for more taxes and big cuts uh, to uh, infrastructure spending in particular because they want to spend money uh, on things that, um, you know, that they believe in. Now, that's fine. That's their prerogative and the Australian people gave them that. But I'm, I am concerned that for regional parts of Australia, uh, the Queensland Trucking Association is calling for all-weather roads so that we never have the situation again where there's flooding at Tarkula and you can't get food on the shelves in Perth or Darwin. And so the Outback Way was going to be a big uh, part of that solution. There's uh, uh, roads, there's uh, digital connectivity, um, big dam money that uh, had been committed to in the north about $7 billion worth, and all of that has been tagged as uh, probably not likely to go ahead. So we'll know more after Tuesday night when Jim Chalmers brings the budget down, but I am worried that uh, regional Australia, the place where we do the mining, we do the agriculture, 
that we really are um, an important part of getting food and fibre to market, um, that they, you know, we're not going to get the funding that is needed for us to stay, you know, uh, not even on a level playing field, but just getting basic service delivery and infrastructure delivery. So, no, we'll wait and see, Ben, but, um, you know, these are decisions that the country's made and, uh, you know, we have to just keep fighting and make sure that, that the important projects stay top of mind for the Treasurer and Department officials. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, can I just quickly ask, Green Senator uh, Lydia Thorpe having to resign because she didn't declare that she dated uh, at one stage an ex-Rebels bikey boss and she sat on a com- – like, I mean – I, 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 she was sitting on a, a on a Senate um, committee that was getting private briefings from the Australian Federal Police, and she and she didn't declare, and she did not declare her links to um, a, 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 a leader of a bikey gang. I, I can't believe she still even has a job. I, I cannot believe well, it. I think that's next week's question: is that uh, she stood down as deputy leader of the Greens of the Senate? But, you know, she she was asking questions about outlaw bikey gang um, management when she's seeing uh, somebody who has close ties to uh, to a bikey organisation. You know, that yeah, is, that is a clear uh, misunderstanding. In fact, it was her staff who raised this and said, this is not, this is not okay. Uh, they reported it to both the leaders of the Greens and, uh, and to others. And I think this is an example of how... The jobs we do are so um, – they're sensitive and they're important. You've got to understand the impacts. And, you know, I do think that Senator Thorpe should be should be standing down from the Senate. I don't think she's the right person to be holding this job. 100%. I couldn't agree more. And Adam Brandt needs to make that decision or he'll get the gaslight put on him very, very quickly. Appreciate your time, yeah. Senator. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks very much, Ben.